the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well and you're not stuck in too much traffic. I know we're headed into such a beautiful time of the year. I love fall here in Colorado Springs. Just to remind you, Crosswalk Colorado Springs is Monday through Wednesday on 100.7 The Word from 5 to 6. Also, it does turn into a podcast. You can find it anywhere that you stream your podcasts at Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary, right in the central part of the city, Awesome Bluffs and Academy, and really enjoy hosting this uh, radio uh, program. Today, I want to share about something that I'm really passionate about, and it's uh, studying God's Word. And I think it's so relevant to the times that we live in to really be in God's Word for ourselves. You know, if the only time that we get into God's Word is on a Sunday morning, it's really not going to be enough. I think if you only ate food uh, once a week, it wouldn't be enough to sustain you. But I think a lot of us desire to be in God's Word, but we really don't know how to get into God's Word for ourselves. So I really want to tackle that in today's program of, of how do I get into God's Word for myself to be able to understand it. But first, I wanted to share a little bit my own journey with uh, God's Word is I grew up in a Christian home. I was born on a Sunday, and from what I hear, the next Sunday I was uh, back in. I was in church for the for the first time, and so our family we were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, a Wednesday. Every time uh, the church was open, uh, we were there, which now I'm really thankful for. But growing up, I really developed a hard heart towards uh, God's Word, uh, especially. It was just a have to. I heard the rules in God's Word, but I really missed God's love uh, for me. And I don't think it was anybody else's fault. It was just my my own fault, my own uh, hard heart. And when I was a freshman in high school, I really came to a point of emptiness in uh, my life. I had put everything into basketball, making the varsity team, and I did, but I found myself so completely empty. There was this deep emptiness uh, in my life. I thought if I made the varsity team, then All the girls would like me, and that wasn't the case. And my youth pastor at the end of the year, it was New Year's Eve, um, he said, I want you to write down a few things you want God to do in your life in this next year. Put it in an envelope, put your address on it, and I'll mail it to you a year uh, later. And for some reason, I put number one as I wanted God to be closer to me than my older brother. My brother's 22 months older than me, and he was real in my life, but God... Uh, wasn't real in my life at at all. 
God was really gracious. It was four days later. I was walking home from the gym from basketball practice in Southern Oregon. It was rainy. And for the first time, I felt God speak to my heart. It wasn't in an audible voice uh, by any means, but the Lord uh, spoke to me, Eric, while you've been growing up, I've wanted everything to do with you and you've wanted nothing to do uh, with me. And that really broke my heart and it touched my heart with the love of God. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was Romans 5.8. And Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died uh, for us. So here God was pursuing me uh, with his love. And I came into my parents' house and opened the door and I said, God loves me. God, God loves me. And I'd heard this so many times in my life, but I hadn't really grasped it in my heart. And we've heard it said the distance between the head and the heart is only 18 inches, but it can be the biggest distance in uh, the world. And the craziest thing happened to me the next morning as I woke up and I wanted to read the Word of God. Always in the past, it, it was a have to. You, you have to read uh, God's Word. It was the expectation of going to church. I went to Christian school. Uh, being in a Christian family, a lot of times my mom would ask us to read a chapter in the Bible uh, before we had breakfast. I would read Psalms 117. If you're familiar, it's the shortest chapter in the Bible just to to get it done. So when I woke up uh, that morning in January with a desire to read God's Word, it was something I'd never experienced before. And I started reading the Gospel of Matthew and couldn't get enough and then Before you know it, I'm working my way through the New Testament, then I wanted to read uh, the Old uh, Testament, and then that's what we really need in our lives. And you know what woke me up to uh, the Word of God wasn't someone telling me, you have to read God's Word. It's so important that you read God's Word. It was the love of God. For the first time in my life, I really realized that God loves me, and this was His personal love letter uh, to me. So let me ask you a question. As you're listening, as you're driving down the road, as you're checking out this podcast, you know, what is your appetite and attitude towards the word? Does it feel like this requirement that has been placed upon you? Or is there a desire in your heart to get to know uh, the love of God? And and maybe you've never been touched with, with the love of God. And this is the moment to realize, man, God does love me, even though I have had a hard heart uh, towards him. Or maybe it's been some time since you have been in God's word. Maybe you look back at some other point in your relationship with the Lord and you're like, yeah, this was a a time in my life where I was in God's word, but I've drifted from that and, and why? And so many times in my life, I've only got so much bandwidth or capacity to give my love to. And if I'm not giving my love to the Lord, I'm gonna give love to working out or I'm gonna give love to riding mountain bikes or or old trucks and you know ministry and my my family and a whole day can go by and it's like man I, I really haven't spent time uh, loving the Lord. So you may know this, you may not know this, but God's word is written for you. It really is his love letter that is given to you and as you read his word, he speaks to you. What's the primary way that God speaks to us? I think so many times we're longing for God to speak to us and we're looking for some experience like man if, if God just spoke to me audibly or if I could feel his presence in, in worship or 
that then I would know that God speaks to me. But the primary way that God speaks to us is through uh, the word of God. That's his communication to us. So if we really want to know what God is saying, we've got to spend time in his word uh, for us. So why is it important to study God's word? Well, the first is to really know his love. It's, it's the way for us to be able to pursue that relationship uh, with God. We've got an amazing promise that God gives to us, a couple of amazing promises that God gives to us. First comes out of James, where if we draw near to God, that he will draw near to us. So think about that for just a moment. He's ready to draw near to us if we draw near to him. If we take a step towards him, he's going to come to us. You know, it's it's not a a big effort on our part, but if we draw near to him, then he's going to draw near uh, to us. And then we also know from Isaiah 55 that God's word does not uh, return void. So think about that for for just a moment, that God's word is going to accomplish the purposes for which he has it, it set. I want to read Isaiah 55 uh, to you. In verse 10, it says, or let's back up a little bit to verse 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain comes down and snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth, and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I've sent. An amazing promise given to us by God that his word does not return void. You're listening to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, with Pastor Eric Cartier, talking about studying uh, the word of God today. We're going to head to a break, but stay with me because when we come back from the break, we're going to be looking at why is it important to uh, study God's Word. So you're not going to want to miss this. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening and journeying with me. Hope that you're doing well as you're driving in traffic or catching this uh, podcast. Today, I'm looking at the subject of studying God's Word. It's so important, and we look at all of the churches in our city, in Colorado Springs and in Pueblo, and so many places where the Word of God is being taught, and so thankful for the teaching of God's Word praying and lifting up pastors in our city that are teaching uh, the word of God. It's important in our lives to be plugged into a church that is teaching uh, the word of God, but also to read God's word uh, for ourselves. The enemy and our flesh would love for us to never open up our Bibles, but God's intent is for us to be able to hear and to understand uh, the word of God. So, I want to just tackle for the next few minutes, why is it important to uh, study the the Word of God? Imagine if you only ate once a week, how healthy would you be? And if your only spiritual meal is on Sunday, it's just not going to be enough. So so God wants us to be in His Word. This is Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, 
It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divisions of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the first thing we learn about God's word here is it's living and it's powerful. God's word is unlike any other book where it is fully alive and it's fully powerful. Charles Spurgeon had this great quote about the the word of God that you don't have to try to defend the word of God. All you have to do is let it out of its cage and it will do its work. It's also been said of God's word that sin will keep us from God's word, but God's word will keep us from sin. Allow God's word to do its work in your life. If we open it, if we we read it, it's going to be living and powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. So you think of a, of a sword and both edges being sharp and God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword. My son, uh, Wyatt, yesterday, he was sharpening uh, some axes. He loves to, to chop uh, wood. And so we were looking up some YouTube videos on how to be able to do that and he did a really, really good job. And God's word is never dull. <laughs> I, I'm the one who's dull, but God's word is not dull. And it'll do that work in our lives. It, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it pierces the division even between the soul and the spirit. And this is so interesting. Like, where does the soul end and the spirit begin? You know, the soul is the mind, the emotion, and the will. Our spirit is our, our inner person. Only God knows where the soul ends and the spirit begins, but the word of God is be able to divide even between the soul and the spirit. The illustration here is also the joints and the marrow, the division in a physical body between the joints and the marrow. God's able to do that and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Have you ever had that experience where you're reading God's word and all of a sudden man, it pierces you. It pierces you with an encouragement. It pierces you with a knowledge of God. It brings conviction in your life. That that is the word of God. We're missing out. We're missing out on God speaking to us if we don't spend time in uh, his word. Another verse I want to look at of why it's important to study the Bible is 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So all scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Literally means that word inspiration is God breathed. So, Genesis to Revelation is given to us by the Lord. We're going to talk about this in just a few more minutes of how the word of God is under attack, but it's important for us to understand that the scripture is God speaking to us. This is not people's opinion. This is not man's opinion. This is God's declaration. We don't want to mess with uh, the word of God. We don't want to add to it. We don't want to take away from it. It is given to us by scripture. What's the purpose? It's profitable for doctrine. Well, what does doctrine mean? Doctrine is teaching about who God is and what he desires for our lives, requires for our lives. So it's our understanding of of who he is and how he wants us to live our lives. And we have to get that from the word of God. We don't get to make that up ourselves. We don't even want to take a pastor's word for it. 
We think of the Bereans in the book of Acts. They heard the apostle Paul teach, and then they would go back to the scripture and search it out every day to see if it was true. And we want to do that same thing. The most important thing about you is what you believe about God. Your whole eternity is determined of what you believe about uh, the gospel. And so you want to make sure that you're getting your doctrine from the word of God. The word of God's also for reproof and correction. So there's times where we're reading God's word and it does correct us. It does reprove us. And God loves those that he disciplines. We know from the book of Hebrews that a father disciplines the child he loves and God loves us enough to be able to discipline us. If you're reading the word and the word corrects you, that's evidence that you are God's uh, child. But also, God's word is for instruction in righteousness. How do I live out this life that God has called me to? We're going to learn that through the scriptures. For example, the book of Proverbs is, is a great book to, to be able to be instructed in the ways of righteousness, that practical wisdom for a daily life. But I love verse 17. It says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. How are we equipped for the good works that God has called us to? Remember, Paul is writing to Timothy, this young pastor, telling him, don't let anyone despise your youth. He's extremely overwhelmed. I can relate. I started senior pastoring at age uh, 27 years ago. And he's saying, you know what, Timothy, what's going to equip you to be a pastor is the word of God. You're going to be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I find myself a lot in home projects. (laughs) Have you ever been there? Not equipped. I don't have the right tools. I don't have the right knowledge. And it's so difficult when you don't have the tools and you don't have the knowledge. But thankfully, I have some good friends that are really good at fixing stuff that have the tools and also have the knowledge. I've had fun working on an old uh, Chevy truck for the last few years, and a good friend of mine has has helped me uh, with it, and he's got the tools in his garage, and he has the knowledge, and he's thoroughly equipped for working on old cars, and it makes all the difference in the world. There's nothing worse than going into a project not being equipped. And so what equips us for living out this Christian life, for the good works that God has called us to, is uh, the word of God. I don't think there's anything more important in our lives, uh, practically, just on a day-to-day level, what we can invest our lives into than studying uh, the word of God. We've seen that the word of God is living, it's powerful, it's going to do that work in your life, it's going to complete the good work that God has started in you, that God's word's inspired, that it's going to equip us for every good work. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier on Monday through Friday from 5 to 6. Also podcast, you can find us anywhere that you stream Crosswalk Colorado Springs. So make sure to check out the podcast. What we're going to be looking at at the second half of this show is how to study the God, God's Word and God's Word being under attack. I think a lot of us want to study God's Word, but we don't know how. So you're definitely going to want to come back after the break uh, to check that out. And then also looking at how God's Word is under attack. Maybe more so than any time in prior generations, uh, the Word of God is tremendously under attack. So I can't think of 
a more important thing for us to be investing our lives in than the Word of God. So stay with me right here on 100.7. The Word will be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary right here in the city. This is a, a local show for Colorado Springs and Southern Colorado. Thanks so much uh, for listening. If you are looking for a new church, a new home church, new to the city, or feel like God is calling you into a church family, we'd love to have you visit. We're at Austin Bluffs and Academy, also out east in Ellicott. And we love studying God's Word verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Right now, we're studying the book of Luke. We have services Saturday night at 6 and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. In today's show, I'm talking about studying uh, the Word of God. We've looked at why studying God's Word is important, but how. I think a lot of times we get stuck on the how. So I just want to walk through some things that have been helpful for me. I hope they're helpful for you as well. Is the first is pray. And I know that sounds so simple, but coming to the Lord and asking first for the desire to be in God's word. We're told from Peter uh, that we're to desire for God's word the way that an infant desires for milk, like we're craving uh, the word of God. And so many times we don't have that desire. So, so pray first and ask that the Lord would teach you as you're going to spend time in, in the word. And rely upon the Holy Spirit. You have the best teacher living inside of you. Our teacher is the the Holy Spirit, and he wants to teach us uh, the word. So ask the Holy Spirit to come and teach you as you're reading. So first pray, and then come expectant. I've really noticed in my time in God's word, unfortunately, sometimes I'm just checking a box, and I wake up, and I get in the the word, and it's kind of Charlie Brown zone. It's just wah, 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 wah. And I don't get a lot out of it. I know God's word doesn't return void. But then there's other times where I come expectant, where I'm like, Lord, I just need to hear from you. A lot of times it comes with pain in my life, and that pain causes me to be expectant. But really come expectant. Also, Jesus told us in his seven letters to seven churches in Revelations 2 and 3, is he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit speaks to uh, the church. So the Spirit is speaking, but am I listening? So to slow down, slow down the, the busyness, the velocity of our lives, to, to sit and read uh, God's uh, Word. Also, it's so important on this how to, to study the Bible is to read God's Word in context. Uh, God wrote, gave us books of the Bible, 66 books uh, of the Bible, and Sometimes when we want to spend time in God's Word, we're like, I don't know where to read, so I'm just going to flop open my Bible, and that that's okay, but read through books of the Bible. If you haven't spent time in God's Word, I would encourage you to start with the Gospel of Mark. It's, it's 16 chapters. It's like YouTube videos of the life of Jesus. It's quick, and you're going to learn uh, about Christ. Start in uh, chapter 1. I think a mistake that we re- make in reading God's Word is we go for quantity over quality. We're like, man, if I read 
five chapters, then I'm really doing good in reading God's Word. No, it'd be better to read one chapter and get something out of it. So it's not how much that you read, but if you read chapter one the first day, then go to the next day and read uh, chapter two. I really enjoy underlining. That helps me a lot to, uh, to, to underline or write down the verse that really uh, stood out to me. It's part of that coming expectant uh, in the Word of God. When I come with a, a pencil or pen to underline or a journal, I'm not a huge journaler, but to write down that verse that God is speaking to me is is really uh, practical and, and helpful. And then set a time. I think this is... One of the hardest things to do, but the most helpful things to do is like today, I've got a, a lunch appointment, right? And I, I've got that on my, my calendar and that that's set. And that's kind of the life of a pastor. There's a lot of, of meetings. But how about setting an appointment with God where you're like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to get my coffee, get my tea, and then I'm going to spend some time in God's word. Or I've got time on my lunch hour. And so I'm going to Spend time in my lunch hour uh, studying uh, God God's Word. Or, you know, my house is quiet. I know for my wife, we've got four kids, and she's more of a night owl. So the best time for her to spend in God's Word is, is in the evenings before we're going to bed when the house is, is quiet. But you find that time, and you set that time uh, with uh, the Lord. Jesus gave us a parable about the Word of God. You may be familiar. It's the parable of the sower. And the seed is good, but it's the condition of the soil. And there's all these different types of condition of the soil. But one is choked out by the thorns. Initially, it was good. The word of God had impact, but then the thorns came and choked out uh, the word of God. And Jesus tells us what those thorns are, that they're the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of, of riches. So the pursuit of money, that money is going to satisfy and provide uh, security, but also the cares of this life. It can be as simple as, man, I don't have time to spend in God's word. I've got work. I've got laundry. I've got to get my kids to this place and that place and to get groceries and answer email and yeah, find some time for Netflix and th- those type of things. And it's easy for a day to go by and I haven't spent 10, 15 minutes in a God's word. So it's so important to to set a time and to really go, okay, this is the time that I'm giving to the Lord for him to be able to speak to me in the word of God, read through uh, books of the Bible. And this really comes to this next piece of, of how to study God's word is you've got to have a plan. And part of that plan is uh, to set aside time, but then also what are you going to read? Do you want to read the Gospels? Do you want to read the Psalms and the Proverbs? Do you want to read the first five books of uh, the Old Testament? And going ahead and choosing that plan. And there's a lot of online resources for that uh, with Bible reading plans. If you just Google, you know, reading through the New Testament, it'll lay out a, a plan uh, for you. But you can pick a plan for yourself too and go, okay, I really want to read through the epistles or I want to read through uh, the book of Acts. But You've, you've got to have a plan. And in the midst of this, to form a new discipline. Uh, it said it takes 21 days to form uh, a new uh, discipline. What I experience in my time with God's Word is I seem to be in one or three places, either in a place of duty, discipline, or delight with the Word of God. And it's hard to admit that sometimes 
reading God's word feels like duty, but, but that is sometimes I'm like, I know this is good for me. If I were going by my feelings, I wouldn't be reading God's word, but man, I'm going to trust what God says about reading his word. But over time, that duty then goes over to discipline and discipline somewhere in between duty and delight. That's okay. I'm, I'm not in the place of duty, but I'm not in the place of delight. Then there's other times where, man, God's word is just absolute delight. And I wake up going, man, God's got a feast for me. And I, I'm so looking forward to being in a God's word. But then after being in a place of delight for a while, it'll go back to, to duty. We don't want to allow our emotions to really lead us in this way. So how to study the Bible. First, you want to pray, rely upon the Holy Spirit, come expectant, come listening, underline, write down what God is speaking to you. Read a book of the Bible in context, set a time, okay, I'm going to read it at this time every day, and then work to create a new discipline. I think that this is a prayer that God wants to answer in our lives, absolutely. If we go to the Lord, God, help me to form a new discipline in studying your, your word, and Lord, also give me the hunger and the desire and the ability to understand. We're going to head to a break, but when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how the Word of God is under attack in our culture and in our lives. Satan would love for us to not be in the Word of God, so please uh, stay with me. I hope uh, today's program is just a blessing to you, that it gets you all charged up and excited about studying God's Word. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier on 100.7 The Word. Headed to a break, but stay with me, and we're going to be looking at how God's Word has come under attack. We'll be right back. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me, praising your name no matter what comes. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well, enjoying Southern Colorado. Beautiful time of year. Fall is my favorite in Colorado Springs. Today I'm talking about a subject that I'm super passionate about, and it's studying God's Word. Didn't always have a love for God's Word in my life. It was the love of God, His unconditional love, His grace, that's really made me want to pursue Him in His his Word, but I'm so thankful uh, for His Word. I want to tackle God's Word being under attack. We find in Genesis chapter 3, I want to take you back to the Garden of Eden, and it's a perfect setting. We've got Adam and Eve. God would come and talk to them in the cool of the day. Can you imagine? There's no sin. Just a perfect environment. But here's Satan, and Satan comes through the form of a serpent, has a conversation with Eve, and the very first thing that he does to Eve in Genesis chapter 3 is he questions the word of God. He says, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? <coughs> what does he want Eve to do? He wants Eve to question God's word. Has God really said this? And this is what Satan will do. He'll attack the word of God in our lives 
to try to get us to question God's word. Now, it's not wrong to have questions and to have sincere questions, but the nature of what Satan is getting at is the character of God. Can you trust God? Does God really have your best interest in mind? And when we look at the word of God, it can be easy for us to start to question, is it, is it really true that God sends people to hell? Is it, is it really true that you're a sinner? Is it, is it really true that the only way that can save you is through Jesus? When we know the word of God says that he's the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except uh, through him. We live in a culture that is questioning uh, the word of God. But Satan doesn't stop there. After he questions the word of God, then in verse 4, he contradicts the word of God. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Well, that's not what God said. God said, if if you eat of it, you're going to die because sin has entered in. And the consequence of sin is death. The wages of sin is, is death. So, Satan will attack us with the word where he'll, he'll cause us to be in a place where we first question the word and question uh, the character of God, but then he's going to contradict uh, the word of God. He's going to contradict what God said. Amazing that Satan here is really questioning and contradicting divine judgment. He's saying, if you eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're not going to die. God, God's not going to judge you. And there's many today that have rejected God's divine judgment. It's not my message. It's God's message. As we read the scripture, there, there is heaven and hell. Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about a heaven. Hell is the consequence of our sin, but God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He doesn't want any to perish. He wants us uh, to be saved. But the first contradiction about the word of God was over divine judgment. But Satan doesn't stop there. Then he replaces uh, the word of God. In verse 5 of Genesis 3 says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant for the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave it to her husband with her and he ate. So, First questioning, then contradicting, then replacing God's word. Why don't you go ahead and eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil? So as God's word is under attack by Satan in our lives uh, today, is one of the ways that I feel like he lies to us about the word of God is this idea that we can't understand God's word. Uh, You know, so many times uh, in my years of pastoring, people have, have come to me and said, well, I just can't understand a God's, God's word. And Satan would love for us to believe that. Um, but not to say that there isn't complicated or difficult things in, in God's word, but I think you'll be surprised as you spend time in God's word, as you, you pray first and ask the Holy Spirit to help you, you bounce things off of others, how much that you can really understand God's word. I want you to think a little bit deeper through this complaint or argument or criticism that God's word is beyond understanding. If that's really true, then God's not a very good communicator. If he's written his word in a way that we can't understand it, then he's not a good communicator. And I think that God is an excellent uh, communicator. I want you to keep 
God's word simple. Uh, what's the message of the Bible? The message of the Bible is Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's that we're sinners and that we need a savior, that Jesus died for our sins and rose again, that those who repent and believe are saved. The whole Bible is summed up in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. If we complicate the message of the Bible, we're really going to lose the meaning of, of Scripture. So I want you to be encouraged today. You really can understand the Bible. If you open it, you read it, you pray and ask for, for God's help, He's going to help you to be able to understand uh, the Word of God. Also, an attack that's on God's Word today is that God's Word is not relevant. And I don't think anything could be further from the truth. If you look at cultural issues that are taking place in the world today, God's word has a lot to say about them. And God's word is powerful for our generation right now in 2022. So God's word is extremely relevant. A subtle thing that's happening in studying the word of God is I think churches, uh, some churches are, are choosing to depart from God's message. When you read his word, you go, wow, it's really clear what God says on salvation. This is how someone is, is saved. And, and some churches will adopt a mindset, a theology that God doesn't send anybody to hell. Well, that's not what the Bible says. So we've got to go back to what the Bible says. You know, some, some churches have attempted to change God's message on sexuality. Well, we've got to go back to the Bible and, and what does the Bible say? God created us male and female, man and woman, and marriage is to be between a, a man and a woman committed to each other uh, for, for life. And so we need to be very careful that we're not changing uh, the word of God. Uh, we can always, in our sinful flesh, change the word of God to fit our liking. I don't take God's word and, and fit it into my liking. I'm to take my life and to fit it into uh, God's word and what his, his message uh, declares. So as God's word is under attack, there's been this temptation to change uh, the message of uh, God's word. But I want to give you some encouragement. As I understand uh, church history, when there's spiritual revivals, it's when God's people gets back to God's word. And maybe you've never read God's word before. I'd encourage you, buy one. I love a printed Bible because it doesn't have ESPN. It doesn't have Craigslist or Facebook. I can't get distracted. Order a Bible on Amazon. If you live in Colorado Springs and you want a free Bible, come to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We would love to, to give you one. The apps are cool too. You can download Version and other apps where you've got the Bible on your phone. But the most important thing is open it, open it and read it and let God do his work in your life. And I want to encourage you with where I began in today's show. It's the love of God that really drew me to the word of God. I had a hard heart towards the Lord. I didn't want anything to do with him. He wanted everything to do with me. God's word is his love letter to you. It's a loving father communicating his heart to you. And when you see God's word that way, Man, it changes your life. So take some action today. Choose to be in God's word. See what God does through his word in your life. It won't return void. Well, thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch Crosswalk Colorado Springs Monday through Wednesday, 5 to 6. Also on our podcast. Search us out. You can find us there. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great night. Remember, the Lord loves you. 
and he has given his word to you. Till next time, goodbye. Treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.